0: It is now
1: time for people to repair it. This is not normal. More than one million people die from malaria every year, with 90% occurring in sub-Saharan Africa. COVID-19 has changed our world. Today, we're planting 15,000 ebony trees in Cameroon. And for the first time, ebony won't be harvested from the middle of the pristine forest.
2: The scramble for Africa was over a long time ago, and now the continent is in your very hands. What you choose to do with that will define Africa's future.
0: Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, produced by scidev.net. This weekly program takes you across the continent to the front lines of science in global development. This week... Our journalists investigate the logistics of scientific funding in Africa, asking, are African institutions really free to dictate their own research? Stay tuned to find out more. I am Sally Amutabi.
3: Okay, do you want to start by telling us, by introducing yourself, sir? Yes, so my name is Professor Alhaji Njai. Um, I'm a professor of infectious diseases and uh, toxicology at the University of Sierra Leone and also a research fellow at University of Wisconsin in, in Madison. Okay, is research on science and tech, cultural, sociological, and economic aspects prioritized in your country's socioeconomic development? No, so far it is not, and this has been an issue... Uh, Going back to the 60s and 70s in Africa, um, our governments have still not been able to prioritize research across different disciplines, across different functions in Africa, so research is not informing our policy within the African context. So governments in Africa, our governments uh, need to take the proactive measure of funding, providing significant amount of their budgets towards research at all levels. And research should be a part and parcel of the educational uh, curriculum in using African uh, systems so that uh, whatever is derived from it, you use that to inform policy, you use that to kind of create national development programs.
0: Sidev's Mohammed ashmiu Ba reporting from Sierra Leone. It is well known that development, science, and technology are crucial growth factors for any country's economy. Government officials, such as Michaela Make in Sierra Leone, recognize that Africa's science research lacks funding and support.
2: My name is Michaela McKay I'm the Chief Operating Officer and Director of the Directorate of Science Technology and Innovation. Okay um, do you think um, Africa is
3: is academically well researched by African researchers, especially in the spheres
2: of science and technology? A quick answer to that would be no. Um, but one thing is important to mention is that Africa is playing a role in changing technology in the future now and um, when we talk about um use of technology it's very generic because technology is a tool that affects several spheres you know of development so yes when you look at um the status quo at the moment in as much as there is not a lot of research on the african front but it's very important to note that um it is work in progress and uh, when you talk about um science and technology and innovation we really don't have, for the most part, the necessary resources or support to be doing academic studies. But, however, it's in, you have to note that there are a lot of youth involvement in how um, technology and innovation could be used to respond to challenges and issues within respective community, whether or not it's related to health, to energy and um, general you know, um, economic advancements.
0: Michaela is right. Africa is full of innovation. One example is a recent COVID-19 testing kit designed by Dr. Wayengera of Makerere University.
1: The test comprises of a swab that you use to get a sample from uh, the oral pharynx and then you insert into a tube and then within the tube, uh, there are reagents that react with the virus. So you just shake it a little bit and uh, you should be able to see a reaction.
0: Estimated at costing around one US dollar and seven cents, this novel kit could make mass testing accessible for poorer countries that are suffering in Sub-Saharan Africa. In fact, since the start of the pandemic, African researchers have created a variety of impressive services. Last week, Makere University in Uganda donated three novel touchless hand-washing kits to Mulago National Referral Hospital. And in Nigeria, a company named Walvis created a mobile-friendly COVID-19 triage tool, a free online platform that has already helped over 380,000 users to self-assess their risk of contracting the virus. However, this research requires funding. Back in 2006, african union member countries pledge to spend at least one percent of their gdp on research and development by 2010 to date no countries have realized this goal with minimal funding available scientists must rely on external opportunities that originate from the global north <laughs>
1: in most cases in across Africa and in Uganda in particular, Research is largely funded by external agencies, uh, National Institutes of Health in the United States of America, Wellcome Trust in the UK, and several others. I saw, in most cases, the research topics, the areas that we tackle in research, are largely determined by external forces. You know, I think globally, the world is recognizing that because most research is funded by the North, uh, countries in the South, tend to only be producers of data, which is then sent to, to, to the north for analysis and publications. Increasingly, funders are now requiring that there is a data sharing agreement whereby at least the countries in the south can have Uh, you know, say in terms of the data they use, how they will share the data across the board. And the data sharing agreements usually include how data can be utilized by other researchers in the country. Most funding agencies now call for capacity building. So in that case, uh, it becomes a requirement that there is money included in the budgets to support uh, African researchers uh, in, in that case. And therefore, we are seeing an increasing number of papers whose primary authors are largely from Africa, although you will find that the funding largely came from the north.
2: Dr. Joseph Matovu, a senior research associate at Makerere University School of Public Health. For Africa Science Focus, Sarah Natoro reporting from Kampala,
0: Uganda. Many academics and government officials agree with Dr. Joseph that African research appears to be heavily influenced by the global north.
3: African researchers are not in control of the research within Africa because if you're an African researcher like me who wants to stay in Africa and do relevant research, you find yourself in the mercy of foreign donors or foreign support.
2: Economic aspects um, of our people by our people? Not so much of our people, by our people. But what we have seen is of other people, The researching on what our people are doing. And even in instances when our people are conducting research, it's what's based on what others are doing.
4: Some decisions are externally influenced. However, of recent governments in Africa have realized that there's a need for research, and they have set up research funds.
0: Uganda is one of the African countries that has recently set aside more funding to help with research and development,
1: the government of Uganda has now set aside money to support universities to conduct research, and this research is linked to the national development priorities. It's actually a requirement that one research has to indicate how it contributes to the national attainment of the goals set out in the national development plan if it has to be funded the government of uganda has set aside up to 30 billion to support market university to conduct research that feeds into national development priorities so research is an important component of uganda's socioeconomic development
0: this government funding will allow researchers to pursue scientific topics that the scientists of Africa deem to be important. However, academics like Dr. Peter Tumutegereze from the Department of Agriculture and Biosystems Engineering in Makerere University believes that even if more money is available, a lack of technology will prevent Africa from keeping pace with the frontline of scientific discovery.
4: Technology is still behind we rely more on imported technology, only that of recent. New innovations like in ICT have been developed in Africa. The facilities that are available do not permit good results to be produced. Even when the facilities are there, where they come from outside, and you find that technicians have no capability of operating them, or if anything goes wrong. The facility goes down and you have to wait for a technical person from the company that sent the machine from outside and that hinders research. Though the culture is there, people are willing to do research but limited by facilities.
0: Modernizing technology and redistributing funding in Africa will take time. Mikaela Make believes that sponsorship from the Global North provides immediate beneficial opportunities for such a collaboration.
3: Do you think we still have the risk of external patronage from global north uh, in sub-Saharan Africa?
2: The risk, yes. However, there is still an opportunity for continued partnership and development. Um, Simply reason being, other countries have done um, certain research and have implemented um, certain projects on the technological front from which we can also learn as a people
3: What is your own office in Sierra Leone doing to ensure that we have more of these kind of researches done by Sierra Leoneans?
2: So one of the things we are doing is encouraging local talent, engaging youths um, to be innovative, trying to to, um, ensure they have the necessary resources to be able to come up with local, user-friendly solutions that would address um, several spheres in education, you know, um, in um, health, in agriculture, for instance, how our farmers, irrespective of the fact that they may be lettered, how they can use um the simple future mobile phones to have access to information, um, using um basic or simplified technology. So there's a lot we're doing and also gathering a lot of data that could inform policy decisions on um developmental matters.
3: So in your own opinion, is Sarah Leone, has Leone started on a very good footing for that?
2: Yes, it has. Uh, There could not have been any better timing for us to make sure we prioritise the use of technology and innovation um, to achieve national um, developmental goals. So um, as we, as a directorate, um, continue to support the efforts of the government across all spheres to use um, informed data, to address policy decisions. We also are working with partners locally and globally um, to be able to ride on um, existing achievements and be able to open doors for further advancements in technology. But it's about time that Africans partner with Africans to see how we can use science and technology to be able to meet the needs of our people within our community.
0: Mikaela Make speaking to our reporter, Mohammed. That's the end of today's show. But here at SIDEF, we always want to hear from you. Is there something you have always wanted to know about science, health, or development in Africa? Send us a message and we'll find an expert to answer your question. Contact us on WhatsApp via plus +254799042513. You can subscribe to our program Download episodes and leave a review at www.sidev.net. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you next Wednesday. This program was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the European Development Journalism Grant Programme with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.